I'm Gabriel Steck from Paris, France, and I'm here at the American Heart Association Scientific Sessions in Chicago. I'm joined today by Dr. William Hyatt, who chairs the Peripheral Vascular Disease Council of the AHA, and who's from Denver, Colorado, and who will be presenting at the late-breaking clinical trials a phase three clinical trial of gene therapy using NVF. NV1 FGF. NV1 FGF. NV1 FGF. So tell us about it. What is NV1 FGF, and what is this trial? So NV1 FGF is a plasmid that encodes uh, for the protein uh, FGF. FGF is an angiogenic protein that leads to the formation of new capillaries and small vessels uh, leading to angiogenesis. And the idea is to improve the perfusion in a patient with critical limb ischemia. So critical limb ischemia is the most severe manifestation of peripheral artery disease. Of the 20 million uh, individuals with peripheral artery disease in Europe and North America, two and a half to five million have critical limb ischemia. Uh, their major risk is amputation and death. And previous natural history studies have demonstrated that the risk of amputation and death in one year is about 50%. So they have a major event rate. Uh, the phase three trial was a follow-on from a positive phase two. This phase two trial enrolled patients with critical limb ischemia who had no option for revascularization, and they were randomized to intramuscular injections of this gene therapy agent, or placebo, and followed for six months. Uh, the event rate in the phase two trial was 50% at six months for major amputation or death, and that was reduced about 50% uh, with the gene therapy agent. So based on a very positive phase two trial, we undertook this phase three study. Uh, the phase three study enrolled similar patients, uh, critical limb ischemia with no option for revascularization. That means that doing nothing, they're likely to lose their leg in the next six to 12 months or suffer a major cardiovascular event or die. We used the same dosing schedule as for the phase two trial, which was intramuscular injections, uh, four milligrams in the leg, uh, once a week for four sessions every two weeks. And the primary endpoint was amputation or death, whichever came first. We enrolled 525 patients uh, from 30 countries, so it was a global trial. It was managed by an independent steering committee, and Dr. Jill Belch was the chair of the steering committee from Scotland. I was on the steering committee as well. Uh, it was overseen by the steering committee, an adjudication committee, and a DSMB. Uh, these patients uh, were followed for a minimum of one year, and we broke the blind uh, just recently. And unfortunately, this was a negative trial. The hazard ratio for the primary endpoint was 1.11. Uh, so we saw no benefit either on mortality or major limb amputation. So this result was quite different from the phase two result. Uh, a couple of caveats about the primary results. Uh, the event rate, as I mentioned in phase two, was 50% at six months. The event rate in the phase three trial was 33% at a year. So we saw a much lower event rate. And one might wonder what the true event rate is and underscores the fact that we don't know a lot about the true epidemiology of this disease. But given that lower event rate, we didn't see any benefit for this gene therapy agent on either major amputation or survival, and nor did we see any major safety concerns either. Uh, so I think this also underscores the importance of doing very large, well-run phase three trials to really understand whether the phase two data are correct or not. And I think the future uh, for angiogenesis is probably shifting more to cell-based therapies. 
And I think that will be the next wave of interest in, in trying to uh, produce medical bypass, if you will, for ischemic limbs. Where, where was the proportion of diabetics in your population? It's, it's a great point. Uh, when you look at the general PAD population, about 20% have diabetes, so about twice the background population uh, risk. In this study, it was 50%. So half the patients had diabetes. Uh, diabetes is a potent risk factor, and it also predisposes you to more of a, a neurovascular pathophysiology in the limb. When we did a subgroup analysis and looked at diabetes versus no diabetes, exactly the same result was seen. So it didn't appear to be an interaction between diabetes and, and the results, so there didn't appear to be a discrepancy in, in how uh, the agent performed. Were there any other striking differences between the population of the phase two and the phase three or the co-therapies? Otherwise, the populations between phase two and phase three were relatively similar in terms of older, male, uh, high density of risk factors, cigarette smoking, lipid disorders, etc., and of course type 2 diabetes. Coming back to this event rate, I think that it could have been a play of chance that the event rate was relatively high in this phase 2 study, confined just to European sites, a bit lower in a global trial, and I think it underscores the fact that the true event rate is really not nailed down. And therefore, when planning trials, uh, we assumed that all the benefit would be in the amputation, not in the mortality. We assumed about a 50% reduction in amputation rate with the agent, 90% power, alpha 0.05. And uh, so I think that the study was adequately powered, even though the event rate was less than anticipated. Uh, but I think that could also perhaps explain things, uh, just a play of chance. So the positive phase two, you know, may have reflected uh, not reflected the reality of either the drug or the condition. As often with positive phase twos, that is a caveat of these smaller studies. Yeah, don't believe all the phase twos. Yeah. So it speaks to the need to further refine our therapies for peripheral arterial disease patients who have critical limb ischemia, because yeah. they are still left with a very, 33% is certainly lower than 50%, but for cardiologists who are used to 5% event yeah. rates, it's huge. It's a huge number. So what we, the primary uh, intervention <coughs> for Critical limb ischemia is revascularization. We typically start with an endovascular approach. We move to an open bypass situation when needed. There are no real true medical therapies for critical limb ischemia. And so there, there's, there's a crying need to continue to develop therapies for this disease. Well, more work ahead. Indeed, always. Thank you very much. Thank you.